0: And you're listening to live from the path. We're coming from the uh, Pathway Studios oh, yes here in Johnston, Nebraska.
1: They're big. They're big.
0: Been? Oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> I, I, here's the thing: is like when we put a show on every week, I feel like I was just here. I know. Yeah. Like the Sunday <laughs> came by, and I'm like, the radio show's tomorrow, and I'm like, I feel like I was just there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that means this is like a really slow, terrible time of the week, <laughs> and yeah. the rest of the week is so fun it just flies by. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Crap, come to a again. grinding haul on Monday. <laughs> Boy, I, Man, I just uh, it, it makes it, it, it does remind you though. You remember like we used to um, for the first year, year and a half, or well, maybe even two years of the show. We did it from like ten to midnight. Yeah. Uh. So it was a full two. Now lately we've been going. Uh. Generally the shows anywhere between like fifty five minutes on the low end and maybe like an hour and a half. And that's if we really got to jabbing about something. Uh. We like last but last week was like an hour forty seven. I think a three a few weeks ago. Like we were just talking about COVID stuff and I think it just goes out of control. Um. But anyway, like. I, I recall that it used to be, like, we'd go 10 to midnight, and that was just recording, and we're generally here for at least another hour, two hours after the show, chatting around. And so, like, we'd leave downtown Des Moines at, like, 2.30 in the morning on a Tuesday. Then <laughs> it'd take another
1: hour to go to sleep
0: when you get home. Yeah, we right. like, yeah, yeah. So I, we were just talking about this, because my, my uh, daughter just turned 10 uh, today, and uh, she was born on a Tuesday morning. I got back from the radio show at, like, twelve thirty, twelve forty five. And uh, I, I we had cut out early that night, right? I yeah. got home. things because my wife was pregnant; she was almost two, you know. So I get tooling home at twelve thirty. That kid was born at like two, <laughs> two <laughs> o'clock. I got I got there, and then uh, my wife was had had her water broken. I'm like, we got to get going. And so I just got back home driving the jeep, and I had run the thing just about out of gas. We didn't have enough gas to get to the hospital, <laughs> so we had to stop at the gas station with my wife in labor, <laughs> no. facing the other direction on the passenger seat, looking out the back window. And of course, old Mike. Uh, you know, king of the king of the husbands. I'm like, hey, man, I'm gonna hop in and get a soda real quick. Do you want one? Nope. All they got is Coke at the hospital. <laughs> that was a big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> All oh, right. Uh, hey, thanks for hanging out with us uh, here at uh, Life from the Path. And so, hey, we were talking about um, uh, staying home, and I th- and I think one of the, one of the questions was, um, what? Why is it with the with the the virus stuff? And people are generally encouraged to stay home some people you uh, know have to but most people are uh, what is what is the thing that makes us not be able to like i don 't know just stay just stay home be less productive uh, hang out with our families like I guess two things that is a perception that we get the question is do you one of you personally experienced it and do you believe it's true or is it just is that dominating uh, people's uh, expression but it's not probably the reality For most like what do you think
1: Like are most people Staying home uh, no, are, or, are most
0: people Struggling
1: with it struggling struggling struggling. yeah yeah Yeah
0: yeah. Because like I, I'm having trouble connecting because I'm not I don't really this is not causing me Any rub at all and I get it Ignore some of the peripheral stuff on um, How you otherwise might be impacted by it let's just talk About the at its core you got to be Home yeah. Uh, and you're going round your house a lot more, and you're having to figure out what to do with your wife and kids, or your husband and whatever. Uh, and is is it really causing a anxiety, anxiousness? You don't that's, know what to
1: do with yourself. I, I, I'm, maybe I'm different than people, but like I remember, like when when my girls were young and they'd go back to the school year was starting, I was like sad, thinking, "Oh, I really love hanging out with them." Right? Yeah, you know, or, or you go on vacation. and vacation's over. A lot of times, people are like, "Yeah, it's finally over with, and get back to work, get away from these people," and that's only a week. And so, so I suppose for some people it is, you know, a little intense. They're not used to that. They're not used to really communicating, you know? Yeah. So so when they have to, you know, when you're you're past the, the pleasantries of, hey, what's for supper? That was nice. Uh, <laughs> they don't know what to do. Maybe that's why there's so many divorces when the kids grow older. Yeah, right. And mom and dad are looking at you like, I don't even, I have no clue who you are. Maybe this is good exercise. Yeah. This seems like a really good I exercise. I mean, it might
0: be kind of an equalizer, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, so I, I struggle, right? I've been reading Ecclesiastes, right? And, and uh, like, That's meaningless. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm only on, like, chapter 5. I haven't seen it turn. I know it turns a corner a little bit and comes around. <laughs> it wraps around a little bit towards the end. But a like, little. <laughs> like, he's brought this up. Solomon said this more than once where he's like, all I can see that a man can do is, is eat good food, drink good drink, and enjoy his toil. Whatever toil it is is to find enjoyment in it. And, like, whether I think that's sage advice or not, uh, I thought about it last time I read it, and I was I was heading into work or whatever this week, and I thought, you know what? Uh, yeah, given my situation, if everybody has to toil because everybody does, everybody's got to toil. It's just kind of a lay of the land. God says you don't work, you don't eat. Like, you, they, everyone's going to have to toil. It is completely up to you to enjoy it or not enjoy it. And and I was I started looking at, at at some of this virus stuff the same way, right? Like if you. I, I was listening to a gal talk. Uh, she was a psychiatrist on the radio today, and she was talking about like ways to cope with the situation that we're in mm-hmm. and ways to, to help you feel normal, even things that are not normal. And like, I struggle a little bit with ethereal-type uh, psychiatric advice anyway. It's just not how I'm wired. And so I I, I might come off a little callous uh, as I listen to some of this stuff. But it, like as I'm listening to her, I'm thinking, I mean, this hasn't gone on. But, I mean, even if you want a high market, four or five weeks now, like yeah. I mean, we it feels weird to me to think that we have no metal, you know, no backbone, no spine to tolerate something for five weeks, and 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 what we're being asked to tolerate is to stay at your place. Yeah. You can still use the internet all day if you want.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: can eat what what you want. Now, some of this is limited by folks that have been economically impacted, and I get that. Sure, that is a giant stressor, and it cannot be overlooked. Right? If you are if you are one of those folks that is affected by um you know the being shut down or not being able to work at all your company's not paying you um this is a rough situation and i get that and i get the added stress of that but overall what we're not asking you to do uh is is to be part of like a a oppressed people like you know what i'm saying like we're not talking about there's an occupying uh government that is treating you like a slave or less than a citizen or ignoring your rights or taking advantage of your family, or anything like that. And there are, there are societies and there are cultures that have put up with that with a smile on their face and grace in their heart for years, hundreds of years, if not thousands of years. And we get put on our, the back of our heels for like five weeks being forced to be at our own palace that we got the option to create and decorate and set yeah, up the way we It's our own wanted.
1: home, yeah.
0: <laughs> we, we created our own pharaoh, and now we're against him. We're like this is, the, <laughs> this is the Pharaoh I want, and you're like, "Oh, what a pharaoh you you had every choice in how this came yeah. about, and so like i I guess what I'm saying is like in big grand scheme perspectives um if if this thing is wrecking you i maybe I'm asking you why, right yeah. like now now once again I'm willing to put aside things like economic impacts and people with with uh, immunocompromised kids where you are just stressed out. To not let anyone... In. Like, you're afraid for the health of your kids or your grandpa? Like, I, I, I totally understand that. The thing is, is like, if I take the number of people that that actually affects, um, I don't think it's that high of a population. Where I can sympathize with that part of the population, certainly do. Um i, I It's not everybody. But everybody seems to be like this, oh, this thing is just the worst. My marriage is struggling. Because you're spending more time with them? That, that's the struggle? Because you're hanging out with your friends? My kids are driving me nuts. Now, here's the thing. You're in charge of raising those kids. If they're monsters, that's your fault. Yeah. And you have time to reinvest. You have time to double back down, figure out where this monster stuff is coming from, get some grace for them, and ask some grace from them, and then start over. Right, Mm -hmm. if your kids are are, are sitting around demanding to play technology all day or be entertained, you're the parent. You get to put the old foot down and go find something to do. Write a book, draw a picture. What I don't want to be bored. It's good for people to be bored. It's good for adults to be bored. It's good for kids to be bored. There's all kinds of good things that come from you just sitting, breathing, thinking. Right? That's why it's funny because what meditation is boredom. It's you sitting around doing nothing. That's why right? we don't do it. That's why you you sit and think, right? Yeah. And people are like, I don't even have time to sit and think, or like, and but it's exactly what meditation is. It's half the reason we struggle with prayer, right? Is because our job is to sit and be still and let God speak, and not you, and not let all your ideas flow. And then as an idea creeps into your head, you go, God, kick it out. I just I want to hear from you. Just let me be here for a while and it is such a struggle it is such it's, it's 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 most of the reason i know most people struggle with prayer is because they 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 want they want to blurt the thing out and be done with it and move on because they can't do the other they can't sit and wait for god they get impatient or their mind won't shut down and they can't force the things out and it's a practice and it's a habit and and it's all these things and so some of these things that we're being forced to do is is a equalizer to show us actually what we what we lack what like we're living in straw houses here We're living in marriages that can't sustain six hours of prolonged contact without other people around. (laughs) Married people can find all kinds of things to do for fun. A winkity winkity. You could do all (laughs) kinds of board games with your kids. You come up with all kinds of games out of your head. You know what I'm saying? These are all things that like you're like I have a well-functioning family unless we have to spend time together, right? Okay, that's kind of sad, right? I think we could double down and do something different here, and actually find joy in the reason that we have to hang out with them, you know?
1: It wasn't it wasn't that long ago. I don't know, my great 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 grandparents, you know, were in like a wood cabin in the woods somewhere, and winter came, and they basically shut the door and waited for spring. Right? I mean, they you know they they just prepared for for winter. I mean, they'd get out once in a while, I suppose. But, I mean, I'm only going to go and buy the movies. I saw like you know, uh, <laughs> Grizzly Adams and stuff. But uh, I mean, your great-grandpa <laughs> Grizzly Adams, <laughs> <laughs> he was a good man. <laughs> I'm just saying, things slowed down in the wintertime, in in the Midwest back in the day because you just didn't get out. You know, it was you just didn't you didn't you couldn't. You know, you had a lot of snow and you get trapped and and so you just you didn't sit there and whine and the world didn't fall apart you just did it you just just what it was and we're not we don't accept that
0: yeah well and it's uh it's a sense that we have we can command what is a normal what, yeah. what is normalcy and like yeah. and that's a really good example actually i think mike was talking about this about the uh there's there's fruits and vegetables that you can get in the middle of winter that you shouldn't be able to get right yeah like there's just no re- and so but but like we we just um, when we talk about being in this time and like when can we get back to to normal? One thing I like it's worth thinking like one if if your whole year is very homogenous, maybe that's not the most healthy thing. And like maybe our sense of trying to claw back to normal doesn't properly say, "Hey, is that the normal we actually wanted?" Is is this like is there not are there not aspects of hey man hanging around my place and being at home more and maybe not being tied up every day of the week and maybe not having my mind have to bounce from thing to thing and juggling movement and and having time to just kind of be present you know it's so weird is that we fill our lives with things that try to to provide a definition to ourselves like hey here's a here's the sports i was involved in here's the things i learned here's the tv that i watched and like we we have the opportunity to be great conversationalists except for we add all these things in and then we don't have any time to talk about them right like we don't whereas you go back uh you go back 150 years that's all they had time to do was converse yeah. There's just people sitting around doing nothing but conversing. And they used to like read books and stuff. I mean, and stuff. Well, and, and think about like and and I, it it is funny cuz it's a it's a it's a huge uh heartstring pull on on a lot of because we're having to do online church, right? We don't get together as a community, you know. And and they're like, "You know, I'm, I I know you're all missing community time, and here's the thing is like put this pandemic 30 years prior, right? You got nothing. You got a phone call. And you can only talk to so many people at once. You can video conference. I can look at you. We can Jetson style. Yeah. Hook up and and be in a room with like 20 people and converse and like, and and we're acting like we have it rough. We don't have it rough. We have it way better than anybody in in history. If you were going to be quarantined to your home, you have every opportunity to talk to anybody you'd ever want to talk to. Yeah. Nothing is taken away from you.
1: I, I don't feel like a Zoom meeting. I've done tons of Zoom meetings with all kinds of different groups. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel like I have lost anything. In I, I don't feel any less than if I had a meeting with him in a coffee shop. Right. Um, I don't know if I just am just used to the modern age or something. I don't. I mean, I don't get off it and think, man, I sure wish I could see him. Like you say, I just did. I took him in. I just saw. Him. I just <laughs> and I, didn't, They didn't breathe on me. They weren't. They weren't one of those, you know, close talkers. I mean. They can do whatever they want. I'm sitting here on the back side of my screen and having a great eye-to-eye conversation. Right. I haven't missed any of that. I've missed seeing people and stuff, but, I mean, I'm getting it. I mean, yeah, that's you're right. Is,
0: is we're not trying to take away anything from, like, God made us for a community. That's his whole deal. He made a kingdom, and he's inviting you to it, and He's called he's called us the bride of Christ. Like, he's made us a community, and he loves community, right? But, like, if we're putting in perspective of things that we should probably gripe about, if this were to happen to anybody 30 years ago, it would be, I mean, it would have been way tougher. I can seriously conduct almost every bit of business, every friendship I need. I can. I, I. I text people. I chat people. We. I call people. I can video conference people. It's insane on how well I can stay connected. And yeah. and, and I guess what I'm saying is like, it's. It seems so ridiculous <laughs> to be upset about the situation we're in, past the fact that there's a virus that is harmful to people and right. it is causing some economic strife. Those are completely understandable. But like. The aspects where we're like, oh, I'm, I, feel, I feel like it's driving me crazy being at home, I can't go out, I can't talk to people, blah, I got no freedoms. What? I mean, you're, I mean, you're, you're depressed, you're having a hard time with this, and, like, I get it, it's a change of what you expected. But this is, this is classic Ben right here, right? Like, things, things that, that are only, you label things as bad because they're different than what you expected. But you never seem to put the mirror in front of you and go, boy, what I expected was probably pretty that way was, off. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Instead of going, hey, man, I, I, I had this thing in my head, and it was just flat wrong. It was not right. I, I had this thing of how I thought it was going to go. You thought that we were going to have a pandemic and everything was going to be the same. And then when it wasn't, you were upset. So instead of going, hey, a pandemic's coming, let's see how this is going to shake out. I'm, I'm good either way. I can be happy in my toil. right? Like We'll figure out what we're going to do. And, and instead, like people let it get to them and let them yeah. bum them out.
1: I, I want to not, hear the reports of people dying, but I don't want it to affect me. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Oh, look at those bodies piling up. Oh, I've got to get some toilet paper. Yeah, I got. It. I, mean, I got to yeah. get
0: all for me. I got to get toilet yeah, paper for me. Oh, it doesn't affect exactly. me. I'm good. You know what's super ironic is that most people are complaining uh, about about the restrictiveness of this situation on a social media platform. Of which they indeed have access to absolutely everybody, yes. including celebrities and government <laughs> officials and oh. people from all over the world. And they're like, "Boy, I'm really feeling tied up here." Yeah, and like it's just, it's just like no one's. You're not Anne Frank, you know what I'm saying? Like you're <laughs> right. not locked in a thing, hidden away with only irritating family, like uh, for years and years and years. It's 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 just it's it's a perspective problem, yeah. uh, and and we get so tied up in. Our expectations, back to what Mike was talking about, our expectations of the world, it's, it's the same thing when people get irritated. It's like, hey, I texted you like two hours ago, and you didn't respond. What gave you the, the thought that two hours is a good timeline? Because, again, it doesn't take – you don't even have to reel the line back that far. You could go back 30 years, and you could call, and there wasn't an answering machine, and there wasn't – Caller ID. Oh, shoot. 30 years, maybe there was. 40? Time is really getting away from me. Uh, uh, but yeah. but you go back quite a bit, right? Like like the, the, the answering machine was run by a tape, which you may or may not have recorded your thing correctly. True. Uh, and if I missed your phone call, like caller ID didn't show up till I remember I was like seven or eight or something. And so like I don't even know that you called. You Good, good luck. You're just going to have to call back later on and hope that I'm standing in this particular vicinity to catch your phone call. And if not, you might not talk to me for a week because I'm busy and I might be outside or doing whatever. And like, you know what? The world wasn't. Exploding, and here is the thing: it wasn't bad either. I remember being happy in those days. Right, <laughs> happiness was possible without that. Yeah, and so like it, it really is. It's just, oh boy, it sounds like we're a bunch of call back to the. I know no, that's, that's not what I, I, it is not what I mean. I mean seriously, we run an internet uh, podcast, right? Like we hey, embrace technology and have before it was cool. Yeah, that's right. Everybody broadcasts now. I am just telling you, like we've been doing this uncool for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just saying like is. Are these things and are are they like a good husband? Do they add to you, right? Do they do you add to your wife? Like it, like, does a, does technology add to your life or or is it your life? And that's that's kind of the big draw. And so like these the the video the video conference abilities and the text messages and and like Facebook Messenger like these add to me, uh, but it's, but they they do have a very solid risk of of running me, you mm-hmm. know, of like taking over your life. And you have to woe that up and pay attention on 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 where you're putting all your weight. And I think. I think what we're finding is a lot of people put a lot of weight on everybody else to define uh, their success, their happiness, their goodness, their their you know their contentment, their peace, all of that stuff, right? Like, and if 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 people aren't around to be able to give that to you, then you're just left with you and your wife and your kids, and you go, oh, you know, these kids yeah, are terrible. <laughs> yeah. You know that brings up a really good question, and um, maybe this is a tough exercise, right? But like, if you were to think, sit down and really think and say what. What does it take for me to feel satisfied? Like, what is it? What, what is occurring or what, is, um, what am I involved in? Um, what do my circumstances have to be for me to, be, to feel satisfied? And, like, not what should I, but, like, if I was being honest, what, what is it? And, like, uh, the, the, the not being at works is an interesting example. Like, here's what I found is I, I work from home probably 50% of the time anyway. And so this was a change for me, but it wasn't as, maybe it's not as mad a radical shift as some other people, but like I thought it wasn't going to, wasn't going to be as different, but what I've, what I figured out was that like, there's, there's a, there, it's built into my uh, work existence that half the time, maybe I stay home and half the time I leave the house and like all this stuff that's going on at my house is no longer really my responsibility, at least like right then. Right. I've got bigger, larger macro things, but like I'm not worrying about who's eating lunch and what they're going to have and feel like we just made a meal a little bit ago, and and all that stuff is like I just get to drive away from those responsibilities. Now, don't hear me wrong, fellas. I, I totally get it, but I'm driving to other responsibilities of which nobody in your house cares. By the way, you will carry those on your own. Nobody cares. Gotcha. Uh, they got their own stuff going on, and they don't have to. And it's just your gig. You have uh, two sets of responsibilities. It's your toil. That's right. That's this is your toil. Um, but they're but they're different. They're, it's not the same level of consequence. Um, and so i found that like i actually get a little antsy being around my house all the time i'm just used to being able to go and like i'm actually like free i could do whatever i wanted i could stop at the gas station on the way there i could go to work i can walk around my work if i want to nobody's i don't have i'm not accountable to anybody in particular. no one's really keeping an eye on me I, I'm, uh, I'm the only guy that does my job in the des moines area so like my boss is in another state and so there's just like I just have a lot of, I feel pretty free, you know. <laughs> Dan knows what I'm talking about. Like, you just yeah. kind of do whatever you want.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And it's, I, I work at home, and so I'm holed up in our bedroom. I got like a, a 900 square foot house. Like, so this is not, it's not okay. Like we got a lot of space. I got four kids. Uh, There's not a lot of place to do this. So I'm in the, in the corner of my room. As soon as I leave my room, bam, there's a kid there. There's a kid there. Dad, what's going on? And if I don't leave my room, if I'm not out of there every 90 minutes, someone's poking their head in. Hey, I got to change my clothes. I'm like, you ought to change your clothes. Yeah. I want to see what you do <laughs> okay, that's what I thought uh and you what you let one in there's another one that's coming in right oh, after him yeah. sneaking in the door and so so here's the thing it's a change it's 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 a shift, and I always thought um I didn't think it would be as big of a deal but i I think the the broad point is to say that like I just got used to this level of of freedom, and like maybe there was part of me that goes, oh man, I'd like to be able to do that, but like I don't know that this is satisfaction like do i do I say I feel satisfied? When I get to leave my family. Like, is that really what I mean? No, it isn't, right? Like, give yourself the benefit of that. That's not what you're intending, but just right. recognize that, like, what what if we, what are the things where I say, boy, I'm really satisfied when I do these things, these things, these things? And I bet if I looked at my list, I might shake my head in a little bit of sadness and go, boy, I would say 70% of these are pretty shallow. Uh, And I, I wouldn't have known that had I not taken the time to write them down. And I, th- and I look at the other three or four things on the list and I go, yeah. Those are the right things to bring me satisfaction uh and to make me feel at rest and to make me feel at peace uh and so is this a good a time as any to to recognize like if 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 being around the things that probably should bring you satisfaction or making you feel antsy like it's the right time to start cranking on that stuff man to, to to and and here's the thing I was thinking about this as Mike as you were talking that like this is this is a great opportunity for i think a probably good lots of people. This is a really, really awful situation for some, right? These are people like there's people who are in rough marriages, um, mm-hmm. rough home children that are in rough homes and like being able to go to school and being able to go to work to get away from certain things that are going on in your house and to not have that now. Right. Like th- that's, that's a legitimate thing um, and that's super rough and that's I get that. But like, so just know that that's actually a thing for people. There's people who are in abusive marriages who used to be able to escape that, or at least the, the dude left or the lady left for work, and then they they had a little bit of space. That space not there anymore. Same thing with kids who got to be able to school. So that's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you're going through, this thing about like I get a little antsy when I don't get to leave the house and live free as a bird for four hours a day. That's not that's not the thing, uh, and so you need to have some perspective on what's going on around you. Um, And secondly, recognize that like figure out what you are actually satisfied by. And maybe this is time to start focusing in on and say, look, if you took all this stuff away, should I be able to be happy uh, if like, hey, there was actually nothing going on? And all I had responsible was to hang out with my family all day. And uh, I was I was stuck with the food that I got and the swing set that I got (laughs) and the three bedrooms that I got. And uh, should I be able to find satisfaction in that? and I, th- this isn't we're not trying to chop your legs off and say look don't don't aspire to to great things um but like there's there, there's there's joy in this stuff and if you're not finding it and this is showing that to you now's the time to dig in on it yeah i i think overall we're uh i'm I, i'm pushing for a little bit of perspective here right and i think you're right like there are people that are trapped in in bad situations and this is really causing them a roast you're I'm, 8 out of 10 you're not one of those people right like I mean you've been literally watching Tiger King you watched it twice that's what you've done and you're like this is horrible I mean it is horrible <laughs> <laughs> it is legitimately you know but like uh, you know I I don't know it I, I can't think I can't seem to point put my finger right on what I think without wiping out an entire group of people including myself you know right that, that that's, that's over overly judgmental yeah right but like overall once again like I I recall this especially like I there was a family that we are friends with and their son was in the hospital and like he was he was in rough shape like he had coded a couple times and he was not doing well and we spent the weekend up at the hospital and I went back to work like that following Monday and they said hey we've got kind of a big emergency you need to drive a couple hours and go put this this hose on an engine or something I'm like. Ah, That's not an emergency. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's legit my job. (laughs) I like I totally have to do this. You know, it's not like I was trying to opt out of it. Right. But like they were my 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 work was real fired up about it. They're like, they're called. They're angry. They want this thing fixed. And I'm like, what are they so upset about? I spent a whole I was at the hospital all weekend with a kid that almost died twice. And your emergency is some kind of hose on an engine. You know, and like I I I think it's 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 saying that like. Can we try before the the worst thing happens? Can we try to grab perspective before then? You know, can we try to get perspective before, say, your family member gets in a car accident and you realize that you threw away way too many hours toiling away on uh, something you shouldn't have been uh, the, or that is perfectly healthy, but you could have traded that for some time with your wife before she got sick, you know, or, be, or or before your kids moved out of the house or whatever. You know, like, if you can catch some of those perspectives in the moment – then, maybe you won't have to deal with so many regrets as they pass. You know what i'm saying and and like some of these situations that we're being put in now it's comedy, right, like oh, you know divorce rate's going to go up, I hang around with my wife ha <laughs> ah, I mean, it's only half kind of funny because there's some half kind of truth in that, <laughs> and that's why it's kind of half funny and half not funny at all, yeah. you know, so <laughs> anyway. I I I think if we're if we're moving forward on this thing, because I mean it's you know maybe it'll it'll trail out in the next couple of weeks. I kind of doubt it. So let, you know let's talk about looking at some things with some perspective and some peace. And actually, while you guys were talking, I was started thinking, um, because we talk talk, talk about uh, this a lot with people doing online church and online whatevers, and like trying to think uh, last couple of weeks how how your relationship with God is doing in this time. If your community was to say, what if we were thirty forty years ago? Like and you were quarantined and you don't can't a- attend Zoom church. Now what? Right? Mm-hmm. Like Moses out there in the desert on his own herding sheep for whatever years and like still holding reverence. Right? Like there's 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 all kinds of people that are that are following Christ by themselves. Like literally by themselves because they don't have a choice. There's no community around, you know. And like is that you? Do yeah. you count yourself as one of those, you know, or like are you are you part of a community and that's the thing that's holding you in? Because the thing is about being hands and feet <laughs> is, is the hand would attempt to be, always be the hand, right? Uh, it, it is part of a bigger body, but the hand's still got to do what the hand's supposed to be doing. The hand only doesn't work just because. And so, like, I, uh, that was a horrible analogy. Shoot. <laughs> I wish I had thought that through. I guess what I'm, what I'm getting at is, is, like, can you imagine if everybody that currently goes to your church was a solid Christ follower on their own, completely on their own, Uh, regardless of the church and then when it came together it was like a meeting of the minds man you know what i'm saying it was like (laughs) it was like the council of nicaea these dudes getting together like here's all the heavy hitters of people who are solidly following jesus they 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 submit everything to god in prayer they're trying to figure out what to do with god's people and that was your church every sunday that it was just it wasn't you trying to trying to give people milk like it was everyone brought the meat with them and they're willing to share, and they want to talk about what the best meat for us to have, you know? And they're on hard, solid foods. <laughs> and, like, I know that's not the situation in your place, you know? And maybe I'm asking, is, is like, if, if, if all these things were stripped away from you and the community wasn't available and the online classes weren't there and whatever, can, would you do this on your own? Like, would you honestly do this on your own? What would that look like? Not, that's not a condemnation towards you or a finger wag. I'm just asking, if, this, if your community wasn't around to fence you in, can you fence yourself in? Would you do this on your own mm-hmm. and 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 would it be worth anything? Would it would it be well? I th-
1: I think people a lot of people really don't. I was thinking about this a few weeks ago too, processing this whole thing. The the church we planted in Zimbabwe this this last year, we planted it because it there were two groups of people on either side of a river that would meet in one one church group and during the rainy season the river got to the point they, they just couldn't half of them couldn't go to church for a few months I mean uh, yeah. they just couldn't you know and that's why I said "Well, in, where do you need a church they said how about here we said okay we'll do it and they, they still were there I mean as far as they were faithful as far as I know I mean I, I don't know everybody's story but uh, they they were really so grateful to has, have a preacher come in to shepherd them they wanted a shepherd of some sort yep. uh, but but it, you know, I, I I don't know how how deep their faith was. Uh, it, it, there was there were some because they were very excited about the new church, um, but there is something about having that extra. You know, there, God does have leaders in place to help and teach and oh, that sure. kind of stuff. Absolutely, um, but but yet. That, that's where I got a little, little, little crazed when, when people are like, We haven't met for three weeks. The church is dying. It's like, The church isn't dying. The church is fine. The church is the church. I mean, right, right. Uh, so, so we haven't met in a particular building for a while. I mean, we're going to be all right. You, you know, uh, we're just used to it every week. I am I'm just I'm, I mean, my mind's all over the place. I yeah, yeah, Well, yeah. but
0: I mean the thing is, is is you're right and like we we're never negating that. We're never negating that God created us to be in community as a yeah, body yeah. of people. That is definitely true. That's why my analogy with the hand was so terrible. Right? Like <laughs> <laughs> right, But we're right. fine. Everything's fine. Everything is mean. <laughs> fine. Everything is actually <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah. And, and uh, I like, I guess are you using once again are you using the community as an addition to you or is it all of you? Is your is, is your life of following Christ would it would it not exist at all? If if the teaching was not available to you, or or your your council of friends, if you were, how do you worship God? If you are a shepherd that goes on a three month uh, hiatus out to uh, watching the sheep, and you're in charge of taking them up to the fifth field, and it's two miles away, and you actually just have to live there for three months, what does that look like for you? And and like, does your does your faith change completely based on the situation? Right, like when you go on vacation, does your faith go eh? not to say that like you're a jerk because you didn't bring your devotional with you or whatever but like what I'm saying (laughs) is is like if you in times of the reason this is important is because in times of stress without normal does your following of Christ go somewhere else right if you have normal if normal is there then you attend Sunday you attend Wednesday you do a men's breakfast every third Saturday and like and and, and you're there but if that normal is taken away from you including the online classes you, you just can't go now what happens and, and maybe I'm asking if, 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 if things start to drift when a bad thing happens, then you weren't, you weren't dipping in the well every day anyway, right? Like you were, you were choosing to go back to the well when you thought it was necessary instead of, instead of every day or on a regular basis or consistently with you uh, and, and, and it being your charge to get done. And, and I don't know. I say all that to say, like, I feel like we, the, the, the church always lives in a little bit of a, of a, a comet and a, and a tail, kind of operation right like and if the comet doesn't exist the tail just it falls off and 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 so like if that's happening to you or if you or if you believe it might i was just i was wrestling this question this week but, but to myself and so this is not a, a finger point it's mike trying to figure out like if i was cut off from my entire church family and it was just me and my family and what what does following christ look like to me as we shepherd for three months out in a field right do i do i even try do I, is it even worth it? I'm not in charge of coming up with worship tunes. I'm not leading youth group. I got no one to talk to, no accountability guy, no radio show. I'm just out on my own with my family. What does that look like for me? You know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, just well, a, a thought. Well, there's, a, there's a theme in, in that, that ties that stuff together, which is um, some semblance of taking control of your life, of living your life intentionally, that says, um, I, I, I'm not... I will not, my life is not defined by either the circumstances that people are carrying me through or my reaction, my negative reaction to people attempting to lead me. Like, because really there there are people whose lives are defined by either being led by somebody and so they do whatever they're supposed to be doing. I go to the church here, I go to the church here, great. Uh, or rejection of leadership of someone else. Like, I don't, uh, I, I'm not going anywhere on my own, but I know I hate that guy and the thing that he's telling me to do. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, the thing is, is like the the, the, the thought of say a three month sabbatical with your family out in the middle everywhere is no different than a Tuesday. It's a conversation we had. What was this like six weeks ago or whatever, right? Like, what are you doing on Tuesday? What are you doing Monday morning? It's it's that same thought that like, it, are we are we so dependent on. Um, the rhythms of the life that that is around us. I, I this is what this is how my life goes when I go to work these days, and then I come home, and my and somebody makes dinner, and then blah 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 happens, and we go to church Wednesday night, and we go to church Sunday. Uh, that's not true; nobody goes to church Wednesday night anymore. But like, it just, <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's the thing is that like, if if that's um, you guys you guys are know this is atten- attention in me because I think. Uh, I think rhythms are good. I think um, I think consistency is good. I think habits are good. I think we've underdone the notion of those types of things. But the question is, is that like if those things could be – is our faith grounded in the habitual thing itself or do, are, are we motivated to, to complete habits and, um, and patterns and rhythms in our life because we value what they represent? Because the truth is that when you take them away, but the thing that I value didn't go anywhere, and so I just find a different way to express it. Right? The fact that you didn't meet, it doesn't seem crazy. If the church doesn't meet for three weeks, you go, yeah, but I mean, God is still king, right? And these people still love me. We're just being physically restricted. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing, bl- it doesn't blow you up because the thing that you cared about was still true and you knew it. But like, if you're so tied up, um, there's like a spiritual OCD to it. Like you have to be like we, we, these are the rhythms that we do. Uh, and if I don't do that, it didn't make keep the main thing, the main thing. It, it switched the attempt to express what we care about as if it was the main thing. And so the same thing is true for as you think about um, it just just trying to handle your life in the midst of disruption. Um, is it really is it really did it disrupt the thing that you actually care about or did it disrupt an expression of it? Uh, for, for a lot of us, you, you know, like, okay, I, I, I don't go to the office every day. Okay. But I mean, I still work. My work's not disrupted. I'm just doing it from somewhere else. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not, not a thing. Um, Hey, uh, for today's point, uh, I like to meet with, I like to meet with people and, and I can't do it at the coffee shop, but I can do it over zoom. Okay. The thing that I cared about is still intact. Mm -hmm. It's not disrupted. And so like, Um, I don't get so caught up in things. If the thing that I care about is still occurring, the fact that it's not at a coffee shop but it's a Zoom meeting may not be my preference, but it's not a huge deal because the the thing I care about is still happening. And so, like, that's the big thing is that, like, are we some – we run the risk of taking a disruption as if it was the thing we cared about. Do I really care because I love coffee shops and having that guy's butt in a seat within two feet of me? Is that what I care about? No, I just – I primarily care that I get to converse with that person and see what's going on and provide encouragement. Is that still happening? Okay, great. And it's, it's just taking a right stock of where we're actually at. And it's, it's, it is perspective, but it's also making sure we just don't – we run the risk of, of serving an expression as opposed to the thing that we actually value. And then if you, if you can keep your mind focused on that, you're just so near as likely to be disrupted. All right, and you're listening live from the path. That uh, tucks that one up. We're glad. Hey, um, what are you thinking? We, we overdone this? Maybe you don't have a problem, but maybe that's just you. I don't know. Call the complaint line. Let us know how things are going with you. Uh, 515-517-0085. That's a call or text. That's what you're most likely to do. Do that. 515-517-0085. That's a live from the path complaint line, and we'd uh, we'd love to hear from
1: you. Hey, we had a cool little surprise Saturday night. Uh, we're sitting there, and all of a sudden on my Facebook feed, it pops up a Zimbabwe church was doing their live Easter service. I'm like, I've talked to my wife forever about what church is like over there. Yeah. I said, man, you'd love to go sometime. She got to go to church in Zimbabwe with me. Oh, sweet. That was so neat. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're doing the social distancing stuff, you know, so that's probably why we, Like, I'd never seen that before from Zimbabwe. Right. And it, it was just really cool. I mean, it was just totally the experience. You know, the part of it was in Shona, part of it was in English, and just the way they speak and and how they do things. It was just so neat. It's like then I got to communicate with them. Hey, love you from America. Whatever I said, I can't remember. And, and it was just kind of neat. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started it, the Easter out
0: right. It's not. That's not the church that you're that you're supporting, is it?
1: No, 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 no. This was like actually, I've never been to this one. This was probably because this was in Harare, so it's a city church. Yeah. Uh, so they have a little more access to stuff like that yeah. than, than out in the rural area but we did ours but yeah yeah that was just it was still pretty neat though
0: that's neat that's neat i love that all right mike uh let, let's do uh let's do a little advice and then we'll tuck this thing up for today okay ready yep Dear I from the path am i wrong to not want to attend a baby shower because my significant other's daughter doesn't give me the time of day i've been with her father for 10 years now and not once has this girl ever asked me to go shopping have lunch or anything I've turned the other cheek when it came to family functions on my man's side of the family, but she refuses to participate in anything I have. What to do?
1: What? Uh, stop, st- she's having a baby. Stop making this about you. Yeah, go to... What? You should go to the shower.
0: Yeah. Is, Is that, that the a new life? Celebrate. Yeah, but she refuses to engage with me at all, Dan. So What? <laughs> I think be could, the adult. I think this is the perspective thing, right? Like, do you want to you want to celebrate a baby or don't you? If you do, then yeah. you should go. I mean, this is not about how she treats you. This is how you treat her, right? You can only yeah.
1: handle yourself. You Nobody there think, is there to see you at that shower either. <laughs> They're all there to see her. You just be one of the people. Oh, cute. This is great. Oh, yeah, I pick pink. What, you know, whatever they do in the shower.
0: I mean, does she feel like she's being wronged because she's being asked to, like, bring a gift or participate in merriment? And she doesn't want to... She doesn't want to be joyful when she's been stifled by this kid for so long. So what? It's yeah. just like a duel. Okay, let me let, let's just, let's put this in perspective a little okay. bit. This let's let, let's uh, assume nothing crazy has happened, and this girl's having a baby. She's twenty-five to thirty-five, Kay. right? Yep. Okay, that means that you uh, got to be involved with her father when she was either between fifteen and twenty, right? Tough age. Yeah, to right. take on a new parent. Yeah, right. Right, and and not to even mention whatever situation ended with the dissolution or non-involvement of her mother. And so, I I I agree. Like you feel like you've played the long game and it hasn't sussed out yet. Uh but the long game is called the long game because it's long. And like it seems like you came around in a time that was pretty rough for a, a teenager anyway you know, to have such a change of life. I th- I think you just need to be patient with this thing. It's, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's, I, I agree, your heart it's, has a hard time taking so many slings and arrows, if if you're being legitimately wronged and not petty here. Um, But, like, still, if your intention is to do the right thing, then uh, you put on your big, big girl pants and you keep doing the right thing. That's the definition
1: of it. Uh, and, and this new mother is going to find out pretty soon, up to this point, life has been about her. Mm-hmm. You're in your early 20s, you're and you're old, all that stuff. Man, you you have a baby, and all of a sudden, you're you're second fiddle.
0: That's right. You are the least important important person in the orchestra.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and she's she's young. She's gonna learn this stuff. Y- yeah, I, I, you got to keep playing the long game. I like that. You, you keep playing the long game because you have decades ahead of you that you can have a great relationship, or you can choose to just keep. Flushing the toilet on it, but I, I'd say go.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. This is the wrong time to, uh, whatever. We talk about, like, if it's the same thing, like in an argument, right? Like, uh, you only have a fight if, if both people are going to be unreasonable and are coming to the fight. So, yeah. look, you're, not, you're just choosing not to do that. And, like, it's a little odd to be the person that says, well, you're basically saying she needs to rectify this first. She should do this. That's why it's felt like a duel to me. It's like, who's going to draw first, except mm-hmm. for it's like a friendly duel. Yeah. Uh, I want the other person to shoot first so that I don't extend too much effort. And that's dumb. Yeah, Yeah. right. Does the right thing stop being the right thing because someone isn't agreeing with it? No. It continues to be the right thing, and you just continue doing it. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what Secular says. Secular says, In all this time, have you ever asked his daughter to go shopping with you, have lunch, or anything else? Did you receive an invitation to that shower? If you did, it provides a glimmer of hope that you can have some kind of relationship. If you don't go, the ice will grow thicker, and it would be a mistake to let that happen. Yeah. 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 I mean, they did send you an invitation. I mean, what do you want? Right? A dancing band? I mean, <laughs> they, they invited you. That's enough. You should probably go. Okay. Dear life from the path, I have an etiquette question. Yes. Oh good. This is where we're we strong try. here. <laughs> I'm planning on an evening family celebration for our company. The question of dress code has been asked multiple times by a couple I mean I'm just assuming these are some snively snively off folks already. <laughs> I find it perplexing that people are asking, unless otherwise specified, for example, black tie, semi formal, business casual, or jacket required, shouldn't it be assumed that pretty much anything goes? For this party I expect people to show up anything from cut off shorts to cocktail dresses. I didn't think a dress code was a detail that needed addressing. Am I wrong? Hey, you're definitely a dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, you're you're wrong. Uh, now, here's the deal, though, is that, like, address it how you want to. Say, hey, you can wear whatever. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want to do, uh, people are asking a question because in absence of it, they don't want to look stupid. It's the same per- the same reason yeah. people don't want to, like, they find out that it's not a costume party, uh, and they wore the uh, Barney Rebel. No one wants to be in that position. And so, yeah, to save people embarrassment and nervousness, just say, hey, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say no dress code because, I mean,
1: that seems, like, risky. But, you know, wear something that your parents might appreciate. I mean, that's not taking up a lot of, a lot of space on the invitation or yeah, anything. Yeah, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> wear, what, wear what makes you feel comfortable as long as you're not comfortable in the nude. Like, I find, you can find <laughs> the, some way to say this that's fun. Uh, but, yeah, like, you just don't. Uh, you're you're creating unnecessary stress. Just to, just answer the question. It seems odd to me that you were in charge of planning uh, uh, an outing or a celebration for your company, and you had no idea how to interact with people to think that they wouldn't. Like, it'd be like, hey, we're having a party Friday night. And people are like, well, what time? Well, I didn't think I would have to specify. People just show up whenever they want. <laughs>
1: <Where> <laughs> at? Well, you know.
0: Things don't work like that, right? People need to know. It. Can they bring their sniveling kids? Can that kid wear a wear diaper only? Should I wear pajamas? <laughs> you know, tell me what the thing is. Yeah man Like the core the core deal is That if you want people To show up and have a good time You need to To make sure they're not Worried about things Yeah And like No one wants to feel like Hey it's an adults only party And they brought their kids That's gonna be super embarrassing
1: If uh, it's like really obvious Like hey we're having A pool party Then you probably know What to wear Yeah But a lot of times You don't know I mean yeah
0: Yeah right And what What? Actually this is a weird you Put a woman on the thing Yeah But
1: ladies just have A better
0: sense of this Generally speaking Guys like I, I expect anywhere From a cocktail dress To cut off shorts First of all He's thinking about ladies, because neither those twos are necessarily. Hopefully, they're not dudes' outfits. Yeah. If Sean from accounting wears cutoff shorts, that's a problem. <laughs> but, but I mean, I mean. Secondly, you're going to make someone feel awkward there. Like, just they, and they have a hard time feeling like they can party when most people are like, you know, cocktail dress or close to it. And then, you know, I don't know. Felicia shows up <laughs> with with cutoff shorts and something a little bit too close to the vest, and so like. You know, save people the embarrassment. Just give them some sort of guidelines. I, you don't have to have it so open. Yeah, it's not restrictive. Segular says "Uh, you are being asked because there's confusion. Clearly, it is a detail that needs addressing. And as a considerate host, you should clarify what you expect your guests to wear. Yeah, I agree. I'm not. I'm not sure why you're having like you feel like you're being put out with uh, to have to put out this information. It's weird.
1: Well, so clearly the party person and not the detail person. Yeah, and it's like some—it's good to have the party person on the party committee, but you need a detail person too.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, if he's just the guy who gets everybody jazzed up and is super excited for this thing and is putting his money on it, then fantastic. But yeah, Dan's right—you gotta, you gotta get a reasonable person in there. Oh boy, this one's a novel. I'm gonna try to get through it. Ready? Okay. Dear Life from the Path. I have been divorced for three years. I have been dating a woman, quote, Stephanie, whom I love and believe can be my next wife. We talk about marriage and have been very good for each other. We each are blessed with three grown children and we love our families immensely. The difference is Stephanie socializes only with her family and has few friends who aren't related to her. I, on the other hand, have a wealth of friends and like to do a lot with them. Dinner parties, sporting events, concerts, traveling, etc. My friends are great people and she agrees with me on that. But when we make plans with them, she says she feels like an outsider and prefers to be with her family. Currently, Stephanie sees her daughter at least three times a week and her oldest son twice a week. In addition, her ex-husband and his wife host family events almost every other weekend. Birthdays, holidays, game nights, and she never wants to miss them. They are so close that there are no secrets and lots of inside jokes. I feel very much like an outsider at times. I love her family and they have welcomed me with open arms, but I can't seem to get used to this much togetherness. Once my kids were grown and out of the house, I wanted to enjoy my life while they pursued their own fun. I'm at the point that I'm tired of her family, especially since her ex always seems to be the organizer of these get-togethers. I don't want to hurt her or her family's feelings, but I'd prefer more private time traveling or visiting with my friends and family, and we are not finding a good balance. They all attend the same church every week and even sit together as if they were still one big happy family, even though it has been 20 years since their divorce. She tells me that I am number one in her life, but her actions say otherwise. What do I do? This is a daft man. (laughs) (laughs) A daft, daft man. If he does not see the similarities between what he wants from life and what his wife wants from life, then he is a fool. He is essentially saying... uh, She says, these are my group, these are my people. Here, just let's ignore the the distinction of friends and family. The wife goes, these are my people, and I like to hang out with my people. Uh, I've tried hanging out with your people, and it's hard because I feel like an outsider. Her perspective. His perspective. Those are your people. These are my people. I like your people, and I've tried hanging out with them. However... I don't feel connected. There's a lot of inside jokes and things. And so I prefer to spend my time hanging out with my people. Do we understand the similarities between the two stories? Yes. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> so you should sympathize with your wife, uh, Start uh, first off. Uh, and, and, like, the, I, I don't know, it, it kind of got, uh, it felt like it went a little bit too far there at the end. It was like, you know, she says I'm first in her life, but I don't really see it. Like, uh-huh. I, that's a weird, that's a weird connection. That would be like her saying, hey, you like your friends, and now I'm not first in your life.
1: Because he's been divorced what 3 years we don't know how long they've been dating right
0: uh, it's right. a pretty new relationship he's been divorced 3 years she's been divorced 20 yeah.
1: yeah so they they don't he they have they don't have shared inside jokes with each other's people yeah. yet it just needs more time yeah Just yeah. rushing it so
0: yeah. th- this is kind of the problem right is when is when you have a standard that says hey uh, you know uh, marriage and divorce and marriage and divorce and whatever and then you do this and then you try to bring in Story type or background things that would have occurred had you only married one person, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so if you had a lifetime together since this is the only person you had married, and now this was occurring at 45 or 50, yeah, this is weird, right? This is odd that she's found a complete different set of people to hang out with. You have a complete different. You're like, whoa, 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 this is weird. We should have some more shared experiences here. But when you come into a marriage with 30 years, 45 years of background already behind it, yeah, the things that, that made that person the person that you love are all the things that you're trying to either to pull them out of, right? Like her her people, her tribe of folks, right? Like they contribute to the person that you know and love. And like if – I'm not saying this, that she she's attempted to make some – sounds like she's trying, you know, and it's just not working out, just like you're trying, and it's just not working out. Um, it doesn't mean that, that like your marriage is, is – your uh, soon-to-be marriage maybe is doomed to fail, uh, it just means you have to take consideration that getting remarried later in life doesn't look like getting married at twenty two. Yeah. It just looks very, very different, you know. And like expecting it not to look different does put you, as Ben says, a daft man. Yeah. That's a that's a daft understanding of life, right? A really narrow view. Well, and, and like, um, uh, like you're in an interesting position, right? He, you like to spend time with with all your friends. You like to spend time with their family. Like this is this is to put this something that everyone can understand. When you get married, you got to figure out where you're going for Christmas. You got to figure out what you're going to do for Thanksgiving and like, okay, sounds like you guys might be out and about a little more. But like what she's visiting her kids and spending time with her family and you like to do this other thing. uh, You're going to have someone's going to have to make some compromises in here. You're going to have to split time. You may not get as much time with your friends. She might not get as much time with her family. But like assuming that you're doing it with an open mind, uh, you will start creating memories and it won't feel awkward. And it will take time. Like, if you're people who've been friends or family for 20-plus years and you've known for three, yeah, it's, it's just going to feel a little different, man. And if you're not invested in it, like, then you're looking at this entirely from your perspective. And if that's how you're entering this relationship, you've got problems already. Like, you're going to be in a rough spot regardless. And, and so, she doesn't seem angry at him. Right, like he's not saying, yeah, and she's also struggling with this, right? Yeah. Like it seems to be as if the, the fella is just he's he's struggling with this. She says, "Look, I'm okay with you having your friends and whatever. I don't want you to stop. Um, I'm just saying that like it may not be one of those things that we do together. I have friends that my wife has no interest in hanging out with, right? It's just kind of one and she, and and some of her friends they're you know, we just to really talk about. Right, that cuts me deep. Right, they're her friends, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and, and and that's all okay. You know, like that that's all just not that big right, of a deal. Right. And 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 once again. If you're gonna when you when you come into a marriage after have living a good chunk of life this is just bound to happen and so putting it in like this fairy tale glitter area where you think that you're gonna build brand new memories at 50 and forget everybody else uh that's that's ridiculous
1: so i'm I'm trying to imagine if like right now suddenly i had a different wife with a different family It's like i I like hanging out with my kids right right. you know and and one of them's pregnant right i i want to see that child grow you know i mean i'm not i'm not gonna give that up and i will do I'll do yours too, yeah, but but yeah maybe, maybe they both need to maybe just cut back a hair so they can share with each other or do some on their own or whatever, but yeah yeah you, you can't don't, I mean, you shouldn't expect either one of them to give up, wouldn't
0: you figure that like once again when you start a marriage at that age, wouldn't you figure that you'd come come into it with some some forethought and some wisdom and go it's not gonna look like we're like we're two broke 20 year olds living in an apartment trying to figure out how we're gonna to get enough money to 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 have a baby? That's not what this is, you know. Yeah. And so, like, so, like, you, I, I think you lose some of the, the constant. I need, I need, I need to be around you all the time stuff that you'd get when you were first married, when you're twenties, and like when you're fifty, you're like, yeah, I, you know, you have a person that's going to love you. We will share a home. We will share our possessions. We will share our money, and you will go live out and enjoy life with your friends, and I'll do the same with my family, and and I will feel no ill will. I'm not worried about you out playing poker with the boys. Just do it. You fifty, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, like. It, it does seem like he's idealizing what this marriage is going to look like um, yeah. at their age. Yeah, that um, maybe this is some of the stuff we were talking about early in the show. Like, uh, uh, it, your expectations are weird. It's weird to think that your sense of normal doesn't have to shift when you leave one life and you try to create a new one with someone who already has a life established and that every that the stuff is going to be the same and that you get to continue to live the same life in the same way with the same people like you're saying yes to a lady uh it's it's going to change your affairs and and again if you're not prepared for that like this may not be the right thing you're looking at one it's a little selfish and two it's just the wrong expectation you don't get to you don't get to do that when you share a life with someone and especially when they have a life that they've lived before you uh just as you have um things aren't going to be the same and so y- y- the thing you can do is together you find the right thing the right sense of what normal is that supports each other and create circumstances of which like new memories can be created and new friendships made and blah, blah, blah. But like, um, if, if you look at more as a contract, here's the stuff that I brought in and the relationships I have, and those are the ones that you have, and uh, you keep yours and I'll keep mine. Uh, I, I agree with Mike. I think you it does not have to be totally intermingled. You can certainly have some exclusivity there, but um, it's just wrong. It's wrong to expect that uh, nothing is going to change about uh, uh, those parts of your life when you're trying to, to marry someone because you're marrying their situation. You're marrying their, their kids I mean, kind of. You're marrying the their relationships with their families, and uh, it's just got to be different. And and you just uh, you need to let that go, and just know that that's that's going to be the case, and then figure out what it looks like in in a better reality. Okay, secular's advice is much shorter. Secular says, "I suggest you stop listening to what Stephanie says and concentrate more on what you see she's doing, then act accordingly." What? What? What?
1: Stop listening to what she says and see what she's doing.
0: Yeah, I think secular is basically saying. uh, she says that you're number one in her life. You're obviously She's not. She's not right for you. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's stiff. Yeah, that's a stiff ice pick. What the heck ever, man? Mm-hmm. She's not number one in his life, Mr. Social on the Town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like we were a little bit more graceful to both parties here. That, was, that yeah. is some garbage advice. Yeah. Ah. Ah. Okay, last one. Ready? Your life from the path. I have a good friend who, every time I invite her and her husband over for dinner, always assumes their 20-year-old daughter can have a plate as well. <laughs> they make her a plate before they serve themselves and take it to her. 20-year-old? Which <laughs> she's not like at the dinner. They're, they're putting it as a to-go. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I love this story already. <laughs> I guess I don't mind, but I wish they would ask before assuming it's okay. Most of the time I make enough food so I have leftovers for my boyfriend to take for lunch the following day. Is she being rude? Or am I just being a not-so-nice friend?
1: I mean, she's being weird. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is she in a wheelchair? I mean, I mean is there... What? Is she what? a bum? I mean... <laughs> it is weird. No, no doubt.
0: Here's the thing. Zach. like, how good of friends are you with this? If, if Boova came over to my house and made himself a plate and then made himself a to-go plate, like right at the crack of the meal, right at the start, I'd be like, hey, man, are you having two plates? No, no. I'm bringing this home for my friend Dave. Well, I didn't invite Dave. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what the? Wait, why don't we wait till everyone's done, and then we'll hash we'll hash out the the leftovers. You could take some to Dave if you want, but like, not at the crack of a meal. That's just rude. Yeah, yeah, that's weird.
1: That's
0: wow. Boy, it's such, <laughs> it's so simple though. Like, if you had maybe it's embarrassing, or like maybe maybe the dealer is a slob or something, and they're they just because like it seems super easy to go. Hey, man, uh, uh before we go, do you mind t- if we take some leftovers home, my kid? Blah 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 blah. Like whatever the right. Is actually going on I think most people Are going to be like Yeah sure that's no problem Or uh, No I'm not sure There's going to be enough I was planning on eating that For lunch tomorrow man You're going to have to Pick something else On the way home I, Depends how good A friends you are But like generally speaking There's probably a way To handle this Where it isn't a big deal Yeah see now we've gotten Way too far away From the honor and shame culture Because here's the deal <laughs> None of this would have happened Right First of all If you'd have taken the plate uh, To not shame you the, the, the host would always say Absolutely You are more than I've made this food for you Absolutely Take whatever you need uh, but, like, the guest would not take more than the host is offering because that's shameful to them. And so, like, I, I don't know what kind of creature you have grown up to be that you would just assume you can have a to-go plate right off the bat and then put it aside. Do you stare at it all night? Is it tinfoiled with Robert's name on it or what? I mean, it's yeah. just so weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I like, I just see, like, a... Uh, Somebody getting it and then handing it to his wife And going Maggie go put this in the car And like she has to go out and put it in the seat or whatever And then come back in And like there's just a very odd four minutes in there Where they're picking stuff off and Like what are they putting it in (laughs) Like are they bringing their own plate Paper plate or like Tupperware Because like you obviously can't take somebody's Unless they're taking somebody's plate with them Right and an invitation to dinner doesn't mean that I'm inviting To take care of your whole household Right, like once again, if I invite Ben and Amanda over for dinner and their kids are at home with a babysitter, I don't prepare spaghettios ahead of time to feed your family because you came over. That is still your responsibility. I invited you, right? And like, I don't know. It's probably wrong to to assume that like just because you got an invitation that that it's a buffet. Like, it's it's, it's sometimes back right. to the honor of shame stuff. Like even like uh, multiple helpings. You know, I, I I'd walk that carefully. Uh, Make sure if if there's plenty Maybe that's fine But like to assume that you can like Well they said I could come over And so everything is now at my disposal in their house Like that's rude Right (laughs) I'll take two cigars I'll eat some of them Twinkies they got in the cupboard. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's just it's just weird. If the whole thing is, just I'm taking, way out of bounds. I've <laughs> taken a few tums. I might need them Wednesday. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, weird. I I would bring it up if they're close enough yeah. to invite to the house, and if it's happened more than once, then I'm assuming that you're close enough to them to go, hey man, this is weird. What what's yeah, going what's, what's on with going this? What's going on? Wait, wait, why is that? Yeah, yeah, Rebecca needs a plate of food. Okay, well then feed Rebecca. <laughs> I'm not feeding Rebecca. Yeah, I'm feeding you. Order her a pizza. Or have her come over or something. But, like, whatever this is is super weird. Right, because basically what it's looking as is, like, when someone invites you to dinner, it's not really the time to be together and share stories and have community. It's I'm taking the financial burden of you taking care of dinner today. Right? (laughs) Right. And so that means I will take the financial burden of you and everyone at your place. (laughs) And that's weird. (laughs) I'm super interested to hear Secular's advice. Yeah, yeah. Secular said, uh, what your friend is doing is rude, but don't blame her for it. This is your fault for not speaking up when this first happened and explaining that the leftovers are intended for your boyfriend's lunch the next day, which is why you would appreciate her not taking them. A way to avoid this in the future might be to plate the food yourself rather than let your guests do it and immediately refrigerate whatever is left. I out mean, of sight, out of reach. That's super passive-aggressive. Yeah Yeah. So you're going to yell at the people for not bringing it up last time But then you're going to suggest you take a passive aggressive approach And plate it for them like you feed feeding them a hungry man That's, that's, that's ridiculous too no. That doesn't make any sense at all Yeah and then like hey uh, I'll be right in for dinner You guys sit there and wait while I box all this stuff up So that you don't take extra Like that's rude I'm, and here's the deal. Once again, now, if if you let's say you're trying to play the part of a gracious host, and you know they're going to do this, just make now more extra food, right? If you consider the third, I mean, I, I, how big? How many mashed potatoes are you making? You know what I'm saying? Like this, <laughs> right. this third plate is a real dent in your boyfriend's lunch, right? First of all, uh, I mean, just make one more extra helping so boyfriend can take the lunch with him the next day. Like it, this is easily solvable on either way. Right. If you want to bring it up because it really bothers you, then bring it up. If you don't want to bring it up, just make more food and plate them a to-go plate and give it to them graciously and say, "Here, this is for Sarah," <laughs> or whatever. You know, like there's a thousand ways around this without being weird. But if it is going to bother you, then yeah, say something and get it over with. Well, yeah, I guess that that would be the thing, though, is that like it's awkward either way unless you're talking about it. Like, it would just think of any quirky behavior that someone might have if you're sitting there eating dinner and like all of a sudden they like. I don't know They both stand up And do the wave And it's just something And like It would be awkward Not to mention it Like hey What are you guys doing (laughs) And so This is along those lines It's an interesting Conversation piece Either it's a legit thing Or these people Are legit weird Either way It's Just talk about it
1: Yeah you can at least Is there like a health issue Or something Like like, Is there some way We can help I mean maybe maybe She needs more help Than just this meal I mean Yeah you think There'd be some type Of conversation with this Yeah Um I mean, yeah. yeah it's that's...
0: astonishing how weird this is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just takes the air right out of the room. You're like, what uh, the flying heck is going
1: on? <laughs> I usually try, yeah, try to put stuff through like my own life. Okay, what would I do? Or, you know, what would happen? Like, I can't even see this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've been listening live Life from the Path.
0: If you're these people, we would like to talk to you. Oh, man. Yeah, like we don't do the Skype very often, but, I mean, I will do whatever it takes to get you on the line and have you explain yourselves. Uh, give us a call in the complaint line. Call or text 515-517-0085. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, or maybe you you disagree with this advice. You think it's just fine uh, or have a similar circumstance. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I, I, I want to know, know who st- you are because I'm not inviting you to my place. <laughs> well,
1: I think they should stop by the studio and bring us food. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Can I have four plates this time? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and then I need to take some. I told you I got four kids. I'm going to have to bring a lot. Taking a plate home for Sarah I mean what is Right off the bat Not helping clean up afterwards Not be like Hey I see you got six extra pieces of chicken Maybe I can grab a couple for Sarah You know You're taking a, a, a premium plate For someone that didn't show up Part of the deal of getting the meal Is that you came If you wouldn't have shown up You wouldn't have eaten it at all Right And so like why should Sarah be any different If you come over to my house And then I give you food If you say no we can't make it Thursday I don't plate up the food And bring it over to you on Thursday anyway I wait till you can come over because that's the right. whole point yeah that would that's a that's a good point that's a lot like saying hey we have dinner plans on wednesday and then i call tuesday to cancel and then i say hey by the way can you just box it up for us we can't make right. it can we
1: still <laughs> swing by and pick it up we want your food but we don't want to hang out with you you do the curbside pickup <laughs>
0: you're basically a free rest you're a you're a homeless you're a soup kitchen you're treating them like a soup kitchen <laughs> oh, i love these people all right hey wait are you We will see you next week. Uh, In the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path.